Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV, get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, suck no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestlemania alongside for the ride is JC. We are very close. I think we're a week or two away from the Royal Rumble. Let's get ready to rumble! Royally. It's You know what? <laughs> you know what's frustrating right now? Is this is like the most exciting time of the year in wrestling to me. Like, I like this more than WrestleMania season because the Rumble is just so much fun. And I don't feel it yet. I don't no. feel it yet. There were some things that I felt it this week. Um, we're going to get to NXT UK TakeOver because there was some shit on that that was absolutely <laughs> super hot fire. I even told our boy Cap because he normally doesn't watch this stuff. Yep. There are two matches on that card that he has to watch. Has to. Has to watch. Has to. We'll get to that. We'll also get to AEW, NXT, and all the happenings there. But we start this program in a certain way, and it's with my girl and... You'll always be in my shine. Mwah. Um, a little loud there, but uh, we'll get used to it. We're actually not going to start with that. That was my favorite part of SmackDown. SmackDown, Smartdown, yeah. SmackDown. But my favorite thing of the week, this is going to shock you. So pick pick your jaw up off the floor before I say it. Should I drop it, then pick it back up? Yeah, drop it like it's hot. Um, So you ready for this? Yep. It was my least favorite thing last week. This week, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, and R-Truth. That segment gave me all the giggles. All the ROFLs, even though I was in my bed, I was rolling to my bed laughing. Uh, it was just... That's a weird visual, by the way. Yeah, just don't, don't visualize it. Um, well, now it's in my head. Well, because I was... Never mind. Um, but oh, boy. <laughs> it was... That segment, first of all, started off great because the crowd was into it. Like, Heyman and Lesnar eating up the crowd, the crowd hating them. It was a great start to a segment. But then, out comes our truth And you're like, oh, boy, what is this? And there were three things about this promo that I absolutely loved. One... R-Truth isn't looking at either of them. He's staring at the camera the entire time cutting the promo, which I thought was hilarious. Two, you could tell Brock Lesnar was fucking enjoying the hell out of this. He was legitimately laughing at everything R-Truth was doing. And then the twist at the end. He was cutting the promo on Paul Heyman in such an R-Truth fashion. Like, the way he was selling it, you're like, okay, maybe he actually thinks it's Brock. Then he thinks it's Heyman. He enters the Rumble, takes himself out of the Rumble. It's just like, there was so much about this stuff that I loved. He doesn't want to go to Sioux Falls City. (laughs) It was just, it was literally like R-Truth one-liner after one-liner, and everyone felt good. But then it ends how it should. Brock beat him up. Did not win the 24-7 championship, which would have been great. But, uh, you know, we come back from commercial. Mojo, new 24-7 champion. You're sliding this in? Yeah. This, is a, yeah. this is a shine yeah. for you? That's part of the shine. It's oh, the end, end part of the shine. I mean, when we talk about newcomer of the year for 2020, Mojo Raleigh's got to be on the list because this guy, what a debut. He's only been around for a few weeks and he's looked great. What world? What, what world do we live in? Uh, I don't what know. What world do we live this in, This is the folks. first time I've ever seen him. Oh, my God. But, yeah, no, it's, it's all about Heyman, Brock, and our truth 
For a segment that I thought was going to be very, very, very rerunny. Exactly. It was much better than I expected. It didn't really add anything in terms of Brock, you know, like, oh, okay, we're yeah. doing something for the Rumble, whatever. And he comes out and he does his little hopping and he does it whatever and he, you know, roo, 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 with a belt and everything, whatever, you know. But they get to a point with our truth and I went, because it was funny because, like, Paul Heyman just took the fucking scenic route with that promo and he kept fucking hitting, you know, the truth will set you free and all this stuff about the truth, spoilers of the truth, 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 truth. So I was sitting there watching it going, okay, something's going to be happening here. I did not expect our truth. Mm-hmm. Although, when he hit the F5 part, I did giggle, but I was thinking to myself, okay, somebody's going to come out and do that whole thing. They did a really good job, I think this week's particularly, this, and then of course we'll probably talk about the, the ending of Raw at some point, where they interluded kind of like through the night things that were necessary. Yes, this I, one, yes. This one was like, they did a better job at, like after the breaks, making things, okay, I got to stick around to see what Well, that's what I on. liked about it is because a lot of, if they would have just had someone run in and win our truth right after that, it would have taken away from the the effectiveness of that segment. Right. So I like that we had a commercial to let it resonate, and then we come back, and Mojo wins it to bookend the segment on the other side, but it allowed it more time to breathe. And that's one thing. Like, there's so many things that and Raw that are going to be in the heat. But I will say, I've noticed, just like pretty much the last two weeks, the pacing and the effort, the effort. Let me put it, it doesn't mean it's always good. But the effort by the writing staff and creative, they're tr- it seems like they're trying. Right. They're giving us a lot of different things. They're involving a lot of people. They're trying to move things forward. And when they're not moving something forward like this, they're trying to make it entertaining. That's always been my big thing with Raw is we always talk about filler bullshit where – it doesn't move anything along. It's not entertaining. This didn't move a storyline around, but this was probably the most entertainment like segment, like talk segment on Raw in probably months, maybe even longer than that. Wow. Because legitimately, I was fully entertained. I did not expect it because, like I said last week, was my least favorite part. Our truth like, I enjoy his shtick, but the effectiveness of it being with Brock and the twist on him actually talking about Heyman, like, it just hit all the right notes for me. And so Raw is getting better. It's not there, but at least we're seeing the effort, and I guess it's maybe because it's WrestleMania season, but yeah. I think that's the theme we're going to do. The stuff that we really like this week, it's because they're making an effort with certain storylines that maybe aren't the best. I do do really hope, though, that they take their moment in the Royal Rumble to kind of not just keep it Raw versus SmackDown, but try to hit on as many Raw and SmackDown storylines while in the Rumble yes. for both sides, women and, and men. That's why and I, hope, that's what I want. That's why I hope the Brock one, like, it's the beginning of the Rumble and that's it. Like, it's the kickoff of the Rumble. It lasts a couple spots, but then it's over with and we move on. I don't know. I could. Well, see, we don't know. Though. We, we could see him all the way to 30. Yeah, you never know. They could wait. They could bookend it. We don't know. But uh, that's my hope, at least for that. Mini hope. There were two matches on Raw that I really mm-hmm. enjoyed specifically. Uh, one, I will say the triple threat that turned from the oh. from the Mac out of nowhere. That's what I will call Return this. Return of the Mac. So I am not a huge Mac fan, but this, like we talked about last week, this baby. You're becoming th- one. This I'm a I'm a secret closet baby Mac fan. Like Ooh. that I am because I you know it's funny. I think just the Scottish Terminator thing doesn't resonate with me as a fan because it's not. It doesn't. It feels forced and fake. Right. It's that bullshit. Like it's when they gave Finn that shitty nickname or Shinsuke. Yeah. It just it doesn't fit. It's like let him just do something. Right. Let action speak for what how he is. I did appreciate the three two one thing from last week, and he kind of, kind of implemented it this week against AJ yeah. and Randy. But the, the real story was AJ and Randy mm-hmm. and the Mac, which I was confused that the Mac won out of nowhere. You know, with, he with, needed it. More he than needed those it. Two. But, yeah. You know, but it but it, it was nicer to have that happen because it makes Randy and AJ the same because mm-hmm. they both lost and it makes the Mac 
up to the level or close to the level of an AJ and Randy Orton. So when I watched it, I went, you know what? I like that. I, I And that, that was a triple threat match where it made a lot of sense, like psychology-wise. Mm-hmm. It made me as a fan go, okay, I know the story they're telling. I can get behind it. It doesn't need to be so crazy where everybody's doing all these flips and dips and you know dives. This was a match where it was like, boom, something happened, and then another thing happened. And then it was like paced so much better than most of the stuff I've seen. And I really, really enjoyed it. And it, it, even the beginning where AJ Styles was like super comfortable cutting a promo and it made him like, <laughs> like, and he was doing these facial expressions. Like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. I'm phenomenal. Like, I had an RKO that was better than your. Like, I love that stuff. When you can physically feel it, when you're watching somebody enjoying what they do, that's where I, I can get lost into it. So that match for me, I got lost into it and I loved it. And I, I want to say with this, and the reason why it felt like that, I think, to me, is because we're talking about Randy Orton and AJ Styles. Two of the best all around, like, top to bottom, every single category, like, absolute best in the industry. And they just know how to – they're not just out there wrestling. There's so much more with both those guys. And McIntyre's a guy who's incredibly talented and rises to the people he's with. So, like you said, it was like they threw these things in a pot, and it, it was delicious. Uh, but I will say you buried the lead. Orton hit a Styles clash. I, you want to talk about mark out moment of the week? <laughs> yeah, I marked it because first of all, it's Randy Orton who's very much just does his moves oh, yeah. and does his things and doesn't stray. So the fact that he did it and he executed it like seamlessly, I was impressed. And I thought it was like a, oh shit, because you know, it's just, I wasn't expecting it. Right. And I think for the people at home, especially for me, I went, it, it went from a match where I will probably never remember it to. To a match that I'll recall. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the important thing. I think when I'm watching Raw or SmackDown, there's not a lot of stuff that I'm going to remember in the year. And that's why when we go to match of the year the, for the knockers, it's so hard because we always go to the, to the pay-per-views. Yes, and TV matches are hard too because you lose that time in commercials. Right. I think that's what always writes those off. Um, but yeah, no, this this had a moment. You talk right. about in matches making moments. This was a moment where it was like that's never been done before. I hope. So here's here's my one worry about this. I know that the Mac kind of just slid in and took the W, and that's it. And that's not—he's not really in this story. Story. Yes, but they're—he's getting pu- They're all in the rumble, yeah. so it's pumping up that, which is what this should be about. But I feel that, that there's a disservice happening here for the Randy Orton, AJ Styles. I'm—I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong. Like I really do. Is that we get to the rumble, and then it's. We're going to have to pick somehow back take up each other some, out. You know. This is a feud that is clearly going beyond the Rumble. Yeah. And the Rumble's just a way to extend it. And that's why I like the injection. I always talk about this with feuds. I hate when it's just like back and forth every week. This week they injected a little McIntyre because it gives it a little juice. It pulls you in a different direction a little bit. So you're not overexposing that actual feud. It's still there. They get their thing in. But a guy like McIntyre takes advantage. He gets a little shine as they're trying to build him as a Rumble favorite. So I understand what you're saying, but... I kind of like it because when you talk, if you want me to invest in a three-month feud, I need little stop gaps along the way to keep it interesting. Sure. Speaking of keeping it interesting, not, hey, hey, you're right. I mean, we do, you you. What sat, did we say last week? You did. You sat here on this program and mm-hmm. you said, "Look, if you're gonna have a third match, the other guy's got to win." And I was watching this match, going, "He ain't fucking winning." You know, out comes Alistair with his diarrhea green gear, fucking does whatever the hell he wants, which again was fine. I didn't even I didn't even mind the package that they did beforehand. Honestly, it was I fine. I will say this because the reason why I really like that package is because there was new content in it. They had mm-hmm. those sit down interviews, which 
those were way better than any of Alistair's shitty behind the back. Like, th- them hyping up this match, them two talking about it, and the way WWE production shoots this stuff, like, I felt this feud, and I was like, okay, now I want to see this match. Because I said last week I didn't really care. That video package, video packages are supposed to make you care. It made me care. It was interesting to me because there was a lot of things that I enjoyed about it, but the one thing I really want to harp on was that this was the best for a different reason. It was nice to me because the second one I thought was kind of, eh, it was just another rerun. Yeah. This third one was very physical. They went outside. Alistair Black landed on a lady in the front row. I mean, there were so many different things that I can recall about it that I really enjoyed. But the crowd wanted it to continue. Yes. And when Buddy was essentially knocked out on the side and he wasn't getting back in the ring, and the minute he was able to get back in the ring, the crowd went fucking bananas mm-hmm. because they were like, yes, we get more of this Smash Mouth wrestling. And I, you know, I watched it from a from a different point of view than most people because I watched it as somebody that had the the logic of, okay, if I was in that match, how would I want this to go? I couldn't have dreamt up that to be a better situation for either man. I was, yeah, the referee kind of fucked up the ending with the the shoulder, but that's it, it happens, and you know they they were quick on their feet and they they definitely made the best out of that situation. But I, what the real story for me is, I'm sure we'll talk about later. I don't know how you feel about it, but having him slide out and stay there as a like what the hell am i gonna do it was amazing yeah and i'm not gonna go there yet but i will say like how they did that like the next match that came he's still sitting there and then it tied into the main event that's what i'm looking for because let's think about this this was the end of this feud um alistair won all three matches so he's clearly on the up and up buddy murphy lost three in a row but what do you do he even though he lost those three in a row he's come out of this feud like a star like, people want to root for him. They like him. They want to see him more involved. So what you do is you immediately, they found a way to put him into something else. So now he is part of something else. He's elevating that something else because that something else was starting to get stale. So now there's another little wrinkle. So it's just, this is what I mean when they're putting in effort and there's thought. You can tell it's like, okay, there's there's been a fundamental change in that writing room with, with some of the stuff where I'm seeing improvement. And I haven't seen this improvement in years. That's exciting. I don't know if it'll continue. But at least for this week, I really, really like the way they were doing that. But we're not going to talk about the rest of that stuff because I don't worry. Yeah, so when we get there, we'll explain why um, because there's reasons, but there were parts of it that I did like. But uh, where would you like to go next, sir? I'm trying – you know, here's – I mean, you – I will say this. You are a big credit seeker. Credit seeker. You're right. I am. And you deserve some credit this week. I do. uh, If you guys read the article on JobberKnocker.com about our ridiculous storylines – uh, a little WrestleMania tidbit. Yep. Well, it happened on Raw. Yes. My, like I said, my favorite part of Raw the last month or so has been Eric Rowan. And uh, he had his typical jobber match with the cage. He tried to show the jobber. The jobber didn't, you know, try whatever. So he got mad. But then he went over. He stuck his arm in the cage. And it came out all bloody. Because yep. he got bit. Yes. And then he bloody palm slammed the jobber, which yes. was great. Um, but yeah. I can't even hit the jobber alert button because I we didn't even get a name, folks. Yeah. I mean, I can hit the jobber alert, but I'm just going to go, I got we'll nothing. We'll save it for later. We might hit it again. Yeah, I probably will. But there's <laughs> but there's something about this where I, I, when I saw it, I went, son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. And now, listen, this ain't no make-believe. But I like to think, even though I live on Planet Flafluga, that, you know, you always hope that somebody listens to what you want to do. Now, granted... The rest, go over to jobberknocker.com and read the article because what I wrote was clearly never going to fucking happen. But the fact that they took the little thing, it's either they read the article Vince or listens to the knocker. Not Vince Triple listen- H reads the knocker. Yes. And everyone else does both. Or one of the writers reads the knocker. They all do. Or this is the scarier part, folks. Oh, boy. 
I, Nestlemania, I am on the same wavelength as Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You know why? Oh no. I don't want to know why. <laughs> well, I mean, wanna... it, what's in the box? It's our weekly segment. You're the man who came up with the idea. Let's hear where we're going, baby. I'm gonna. I, so I have to t- tell you what's in the box from what I said on Jabberknocker.com. Uh, well, yeah. Or you could change it on the fly now that you have I, more information. As I, a detective, I, as new facts come in, you can adjust facts. your thoughts. I mean, you're you're the detective. I'm just I'm the guy on the side with the monocle. You are the monocle. I'm a fake monocle. You are the monopoly guy. That's exactly who you are. Look, there's there's so much that I want to happen. As you go, if you go over to the article, you'll see it. What I, you know, it's stupid, but I love that version of it. What I, I don't think that's going to happen. When I watched it, I went, okay, it has to be something like a rat. It has to be something that bites. And so, my in my head, it went right to rat. It went to maybe a rabbit. It went to something. Eric the snake, Rowan. There's no way it's a snake. There's no way it's a snake. It has to be some type of ridiculous. Like farm or or woodsy animal, it's not. Gonna, it would make me laugh if it's a beaver. It's not going to be a beaver. But there's Do some beavers bite. Well, they they beat, they chuck know, they, wood. They, they, chuck, they eat well, wood. Woodchucks chuck wood. Yeah, that's well. Yeah. How much wood could woodchuck chuck? Woodchuck could chuck wood. Thirteen words. Woodchuck could chuck lots of wood if a woodchuck could chuck wood. <sighs> there's something wrong with you. Uh-huh. I just want you to know that. There's but, a lot of things wrong with me. That's so. I, when I when I thought about the bite, it was substantial. It was substantial a bite that that took up most of his hand. Although if you saw him do it, he just kind of like. <laughs> Hit a button and it came out, but uh, ketchup dispenser. Yeah, exactly. Yummy yeah. catering. That's why the jobber was licking his lips after he got face catering palm. strikes again. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it was sriracha sauce. So let's put this spicy. together. Let's put this together. It spits and it bites. It spits and it bites. So I spit and bites. Ain't me. Well, it spits and it bites. I spit and bite. Can you milk me? <laughs> I, I don't know, but so it makes you think. What spits blood? What bites? Right? It has to be some like random. Maybe it's a bat, right? Because a bat, I think, would spit some type of something. It might. It also bites, but that that like I don't think anything can spit or bite besides a human being. Maybe it's a weird. weird well, here's mutant. the thing. Maybe it's um like a cross species. Maybe it's like a snake and a. Something else like like mix. Maybe we're getting like a hybrid, like new species. What I would here's an here's an external hope from the outside from three. This is Nessa way back. What I would like to see next it's week. It's a brick. <laughs> House. How dare you, sir? Heat check. No, uh, I would love to see some type of boil or some type Ooh. of burn on Eric Rowan's taped hand. Up hand. Taped up yeah. hand, maybe next week. Add a little bit of drama for it, you know, and a little, little little drama mean, you know, a little dramatic. Uh, you know, and uh, add it. Because I think, again, as you said, you can prolong this. You can make this more exciting. But the more things happen, I'm watching going, what spits and bites? I don't know. I mean, you could probably name a I couple of... I dirty jokes. I was going to say a couple of girls, but that's not happening. Nasty. Yeah, why would you bring that up? Ew. Ew. I've got this weird thing where it's like, I can't hear a damn thing. Really? I, I hear everything. It was really loud. Okay. Well, I um, can't hear anything now. Yeah, but there you know. go. Okay, well, that's weird. That sucks for you. Yep. Uh, now I can't hear anything. There you go. But uh, we're going to keep talking. Yes. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else to add, Detective? Oh, that's so much better. Sorry. So much better. Uh, yeah, so there's a, there's not much more I can add with Rowan because I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm worried about it, but I don't know what spits and bites. So if anybody at home knows, let me know. Tweet at JobberKnocker. 
at JC of the JK, at DQ of the JK, at Ray of the JK, at Billy D2411, at Joe Pollock47, at TJ of the JK, at the real DLB Cox. I can't forget anyone. Yeah, yeah, you did, but we're going to move on, so it's I don't, fine. I'm, I'm not... Give me something good. Give me something else that you like. Are we done on Raw? Sure, I don't really know much more. <laughs> really? The best part of SmackDown really? is Mandy Rose no. and Otis. Okay. okay it is the best thing on the planet. We had another dream match with Mandy and Alexa, but that's not the story. Mandy won off the Otis distraction. Big thing's coming for Fire and Desire. Oh, Jesus. But it's just like she baked Otis a cake. As fast as she could. No, she didn't. She, so here's, she here's, baked Otis here's a cake. my logic. Here's my logic. Okay. First off, that was a cake from a supermarket. Yeah. It wasn't. Okay. She you lied. Know what? Hey. She no. lied. Maybe she baked it at the supermarket because she's what on the, the road. What the fuck are you She's on the over? road, man. She doesn't have a house that comes on the road. You're going to No, no. So Mandy, being very resourceful, goes to the no. supermarket and says, hey, cook people, can I hey, bake a cake people? for my friend? And they're like, yes, you can. No. You can even write a nice message Erroneous. on it. So she did that. She brought the cake to Otis. He was very thankful because she's a great friend. So the friend returned the favor by coming out just randomly. By the way, Tucker doesn't do <laughs> a good job doing his thing be like Otis what are you doing but what came after the match was one of the most incredible 30 seconds of television I've ever seen Otis just palming that cake dancing to Mandy's theme song is if you haven't seen it watch it and then if you haven't seen the version with like sexy music underneath it like I like, haven't seen that it's just one. like Otis dancing to Mandy's song eating cake is probably the one of the greatest things that the internet's ever had. It is just like this. This storyline is absolute super hot fire. I want all of it. I'm literally eating it up. Pun intended. Oh, it is not. It all. So here's here's where I think this is going. Or if it doesn't, it's stupid. I hope it never ends. I, this I, is great. So here's what I want. So Mandy said she baked a cake. She did not bake a cake. She bought it from the supermarket. No, you she don't had know that. it in one of those. She had it in one yeah. of those cases. Because she cases. went to the supermarket and asked because for help. Because she bought a cake, even though she said she made a cake. That right, the cake. There is a, that right there is a, a telltale sign. She made the cake. She doesn't care about Otis. Yes, she does. She's no, a nice she friend. she does not. She does not love Otis like he loves her. Ooh, that's where we're yeah, headed, Yeah, that's though. his peach queen, as and, he calls her. And if you notice, she put, like, if she did it, it's one of those cakes that had, like, heavy machinery, like, caterpillar or, like, <laughs> random ass, like, digger, like, you know, like the... What do you call them? Like I can't even think of the words. Like construction, construction trucks. Yeah, like whatever. And so like heavy machinery. Exactly, <laughs> it was heavy machinery. But it was just like the heavy dig kind of things. And I was watching it going, well, she didn't make that. She bulldozer. Didn't make so here's yes, bulldozer. That's the word I was looking for. So she wanted a heavy machinery cake. You know what you do when you go to a cake? You go to, you go up to you go up to the, the supermarket. And you say, hey, my son is having his first birthday, his fifth birthday, his twelfth birthday. He likes heavy machinery. And it's not Otis and Tucker on the cake, but it's stuff like that. That was a supermarket cake. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a thought she that counts. She said she made yeah, it. Yeah, and she did. Okay? You take credit Lies. for things all the time. Lies. So Mandy, absolute Lies. stud. Otis, absolute stud. Lies. Um, keep this going forever and all. Like, this just literally, like, I just... It is, it is fun. Although it the, is I, the I will, gift that keeps on giving. I will say, the match between Alexa Bliss and Mandy was slop. It was It was fantastic. awful. It was terrible. I about. I Fucking it was atrocious. I'd watch those two fight any day. Atrocious. Always in the show. Uh, atrocious. That's what it was. What else do you like from SmackDown? Well, let's see. I, you know, I'm sure you're going to hit a button again when we talk about the Fiend of Daniel Bryan. So that's that's that. Um, you want to talk about it? I mean, I we certainly can. This is hurting my floor. What did my floor do to you? What was that little? 
Well, thrust action at the end. That was not PG. You got to keep it fresh, bro. Can't do the same dance every time. You got to keep it fresh for the for the viewers. They can't see you. <laughs> oh, but they they imagine it. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. It's, it's terrible. not terrible. It's greatness. All right, so let's get to this whole thing about the Firefly Fun House. You know, it it they are going back and forth and. Uh, you know, he's talking about how love is great. I love the Flyerflies. Flyerflies. Flyerfly Flunhouse. Flowhouse. Aaron Hernandez Flophouse. And, uh, but, they, but he does not love Brian. And he says, you know, first I made him remember, then I made him change, now I want him to hurt. And he's going to pay at the Royal Rumble and all that stuff, which I totally understand, and that was the end of that segment. But here's, here's where I like to dip my toe in the detective pool, so to speak. We have this backstage promo with Daniel Bryan says he knows he can beat the Fiend. Knows he can do something different than everybody else. And then we see this random thing on the screen behind him where Rambling Rabbit is saying, Hey, Daniel, I can tell you how to beat the Fiend and all that stuff. And Ray Ray, of course, being the uh, positive person he was, he was like, I was asking people, I'm like, so how do you think he you can defeat the Fiend? And Ray Ray was like, dude, you're the detective. You have to tell us. And yep, I was, he's I was right. Like, so Ray Ray was saying to me, you know, hey, you should do that. And so anyway, if you look closely, uh, the Fiend is nowhere to be found in this segment, but Bray Wyatt has the hurt hand and grabs him and squeezes him. There is symbolization there. And uh, as we find out later on, uh, Daniel Bryan is in the back and sees a present. And opens it, and it is rambling. What's rabbit. in the box? What's in the box? All detective segments are now what's in the box segments. What's in the box? So, rambling rabbit has now been dead for I believe the third or fourth time. Yeah, who killed it, Kenny Rabbit? Exactly. So, so here's here's where the logic in my my whole thing is. It's not sexy. It's not exciting. It's just plain old normal. He said, "I can help you beat the fiend," but. In my head, I thought, how can you beat the fiend? Can you have to go inside of the fun house to do it? With a two by four. With a two by four. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Okay. Here's what I would like to think. I think the message that the fiend and Bray Wyatt say the same thing because they're technically the same person. They just don't know that they exist. Yowie, wowie. Right? So what my thought would be is they both say what, JC? Yowie wowie. No, you moron. They say, let me in. Let me in. Let me yeah, in. Yeah, they say that all the time. They say it all the time. So here's what I think will happen. As I think about it, Seth Rollins technically beat The Fiend, or they stopped the match or whatever the hell that was. It was close. I, in my opinion, I choose to it's misremember. I misremember. So he was the closest to beating The Fiend, apparently. Right? So the reason that that happened was because Seth became unhinged. You have to let in the deepest, darkest parts of yourself that you don't like. You have to reflect. You have to be let in. You have to let the fiend into your hearts, to your soul, to everything in your body. You have to give up to everything. Your pants? In you. Sure. Okay. You have to give up everything that you do, the way that you've been doing it, because it ain't working. You don't play against those rules. You can't have normal rules against the fiend. You need to have the fiend rules, and the rules of the fiend. Do not exist. There are no rules, folks. You have to oh, go. Oh, shit. You have to go to that place that you don't want to go, to the belly of the beast, to the darkest part of your brain, in order to even have a chance at beating this man. He's not even a man. He's a beast, right? So you can't have that logic. Like, if you're going to hunt down a serial killer, you don't just, I'm going to do it by the book, folks. You got to do a little outside the box. You got to do this. I'm going to knock down this door and kick you in your vagina. Wow. You dusted off that old chestnut. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's still there. Might I know. as well use it. You know? Exactly. Well, you never know when you're going to need a good kick in the vagina, apparently. Yeah. So, look. Kick in the box. Exactly. What's in the box? Ah! Ah! We might just label this one what's in the box. It's fine. We're talking about it enough. <laughs> talking about all the boxes. All the boxes. Check all the boxes off. So, uh, look. There's so much about this that I think is, is super normal. It's just you let them in. But nobody has officially really they've, – they've, they've tested it. They've, it's like Seth has lost – and became something different. The you know Finn lost and did something different. Brian has well, changed. Right. So people who are getting a taste of the fiend and losing change. But in order to beat, so he's like a disease. He is. So in order like to beat it. this disease, you have to do something different, and you have to fully, fully become something that you do not want to be in order to beat the fiend. That's what I think is. So it's end not as simple as shaving your beard and cutting your hair. No, I okay. think there needs to be a like a more metamorphosis of Daniel Bryan that we we are going to see. Somebody's going to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> not him. Here's here's where here's where I'm nervous because this entire logic may be thrown out the window in like three months when you know. I'm not gonna hit the button, but I'm gonna do it. Nope. Yeah, you're gonna fail at it. Here comes the big dog. The big dog, Roman Reigns. Unless the fiend has rabies, and this fucking <laughs> the, and this big dog comes in here and fucking roughs all over the place. You beat Roman Reigns with fleas. Exactly. No, it's just like th- I don't know what kind of thing they're gonna have there, but like it's gonna be weird. A dog pound match. It's a dog pound. A match. Dog pound in a cage match. The kennel. Yes. The kennel the from kennel hell. Match. Yes, they've had that before with Al Snow and Big Boss Bandit. Oh, it's something I yes, tend I to forget. Do remember that. So look, that's how I feel. I think letting them in is one thing. I hope and pray when we uh, eventually get to Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania that we get to a point of maybe we see a little bit more edgier Roman. Maybe he's a little bit darker because I think that's what we're flirting with here, folks. A lot of people have dabbed, you know, not this dab, Cam Newton style, but they've dabbed and being right, a little bit. By the bit. way, yeah. Anyway, but look. That's how I feel. You got to let him in. That's all he keeps saying. Let me in. Right? Yeah. If you let him in, he can't hurt you anymore because he essentially has taken you over. So, you know, that's what I think. I like it. Well, sometimes when you want to be let in, you kind of have to force your way in and you just kind of pour your way into a situation. And that's exactly what Braun did this week. Finally, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura was in a match. Wasn't for his title, which he's never defended. But Braun beat Nakamura. He held up the title. Sami Zayn had a great little thing where he stole it and ran away. But uh, it appears you're getting closer to finally making that title somewhat relevant again and putting on someone who's at least on TV every week. I don't have much to that's add That's shining enough for me, but that's all I got. Anything else? Because I think I'm tapped out. I will say it is nice to have the Usos back because um, they are a joy to watch wrestle. Um, they, I thought this match, it was given quite a bit of time on SmackDown. Um, but then we realized why. Uh, Reigns attacked Corbin for the DQ. So Corbin gets another win. Fucking stud. Guy's unbeatable. Um, always in the shine. Uh, always. Then we got a return of the one and only Glorious. No mustache. I was hoping he'd bring that back, but I guess on a month off. Steroids probably causes hair loss, so whatever he took. But I think it's more hair. I'll have to talk to people I know who have done steroids. Uh, I know other things shrink, so yeah, maybe hair replaces that. Maybe hair follicles replace other stuff, but I don't know. But the heels stood tall, yada, yada, whatever. Okay. Thoughts? Don't care. Okay. There are certain parts of that that I actually did enjoy. Yeah, like I said, the match was actually pretty but good. But there are certain things that I'm not excited about, but it is what it is. It just This feud just feels like... It's never-ending. Yeah, and it, hopefully, I think the Royal Rumble might be the capper because they're having a one-on-one match, which Corbin accepted, and then they're both in the Rumble. Damn it. Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, yeah. whatever. Whatever. Is it time? It's that button. Get him off my TV! Get him off my TV! Get him off my TV! It's your, it's your, it's your 
time to kick it off. Rapid and fire. Where would you like to start? Well, first off, we're going to hit off with the one thing I hate more than anything. That's not true. I hate I hate a couple things more than I hate you this hate guy. A lot of things. I hate a lot of things. I don't like John Morrison. That is something we all know. He comes out, does his whole thing, and it's just not even slow-mo, by the way. They killed the best part of what he does. I know. No slow-mo for Jomo. It's terrible. Oh, slow-mo for, for Jomo. I should be uh, I should be a commentator. Anyway, look. Aren't you a commentator? It, it, well, I'm. You just play one on TV. I'm taking a sabbatical, as you know. Oh, okay, so. that's right. Uh, so look, going to Brazil. That's yes, where people spend I'm, their yes, sabbaticals. Exactly. Don't drink the water. Yes. Good to know. So I'm gonna be sitting here watching this, going, "Oh, good, I hate this already." So I have to, I have to preface this with, "I hate this man pretty high up on the food chain." Like, if I had a Nestle hit list, this man's got to be in the top ten. Has to be. Well, that's. I mean, that's actually not bad for him. I thought he'd be higher. Well, I say top ten because I, I, I'm not trying to limit it to just wrestling. There are certain things in life that okay. I really don't like. So uh, he's up there, mainly because he's just, in my opinion, overrated. So. He comes out, does this thing, looks like he hasn't washed his hair in 45 days. Uh, his comes hair out, is fucking amazing. Whatever. Leave comes his out, hair alone. Lo- looks like he fell in the Tanzer, uh, the bronzer, excuse me, Tanzer, bronzer, whatever it is. Whatever. And he comes out, does his old thing, and talks about the Miz and how good the Miz is and da 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 All facts. All good stuff. Fine, whatever. And then, yeah, of course, great stuff. And then, of course, we get to the match where the New Day and everything, and it is what it is. But then here's, here's the caveat. This is the part that I, I was just like, I, look, if somebody's good... I'll be the first person to admit that I'm wrong. So when I was watching this, I went, Big E and Morrison are on commentary while Kofi and The Miz are in the Oof, ring. Yeah. This was fucking atrocious. Yeah. Like, it was so bad, I just couldn't deal with it. And I think the best, the most telling part was they went to break, and when they came back, those two were not on commentary anymore. They were in in their partner's corners, cheering them on. And then, of course, it ends with this random-ass Jomo does some parkour off the second step into a fucking whoop-whoop flip into somebody. It doesn't look like it hurts them at all. It's just like, look at how cool I am with the things I yeah, do. That's half the moves in wrestling. Awful. Fucking bad. Fucking terrible. It's just not good. There's nothing that this guy can do. That's Okay, you're going too far now. I will say this. I was interested in this last week. This week, it didn't do it for The second was weak. Um, there were parts of it that were okay, but it just it didn't click this week for me. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't work. None of it really worked. Um, Miz getting a win worked probably, but it just didn't work. You're going too far with completely trashing no, this man. No, no, haven't gone. Because there far are enough. things he does well. Haven't gone far. Because your issue with him is that you think he's overrated. So you're going to the other end of the spectrum, and so, uh, rather than saying that he's he's an above average talent that people want to be more, and he just isn't. There are some people that he just hasn't been the big time player he needs to be. When he's been given the opportunity, he hasn't taken the ball and run with it. That criticism is fair. But to say he's useless and worthless is not true. He got. He's good. He's he. He's I, listen, very talented. He's there's nothing. He, when it comes to athleticism, sure, he's got it in spades. But when it comes to charisma, wet yeah, farts, wet blanket. That's why he's with the Miz. Yes, absolutely. 100% unequivocally, yes. That is what it is. However, he's been out of the WWE for seven years. Okay, he's been underground. He has been underground. He's, <laughs> been, he's had quite an impact in a place that nobody cares. Lucha, you know Lucha. what happened when he came out? Nobody fucking knew who he was, even they though do they that played for a broom. so much shit, though. They don't care. There's, Nobody they, they cares. Do that for like, There's too long of a break so from many him. people. And you know what? Nobody's going to care about him. You know why? Because he's That's going. That's not true. There's a, people want to get behind him. Here's what I'm going to tell you right now. want to get behind him. Here's what's going to end up happening. He is going to be Shelton Benjamin. He's going to be excited that he's you're there. He's not as good as Shelton Benjamin. That's now you're going too far. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Shelton Benjamin is the greatest of all time. Yeah, and guess what he's doing? He's on yeah. main event. That's yeah, where that, actually he was on Raw last week. Well, whatever. I don't know if you remember match of the year. 
Yeah. I, you know what? I forgot. There, we are going to talk about a match of the year nominee later in the show, but yeah. I'm just saying there are certain things about him. I don't want to waste more time or air on this man. Let's move on. Elias, with my, with, in my opinion, the worst sing-along he's ever done in his career. The baby face keeping rhythm with the crowd and not rhyming and he keeping rhythm. He doesn't have rhythm. It's just, it's so bizarre. And so I want to, and you know what? I When we went to NXT that those couple years ago and we were like, holy shit, this guy's great. Yeah. That's what I want. He was great before, like, it was like the early part of last year. I mean, he was like the hottest thing. Yeah. I started going to the wrestling, WrestleMania. It was so exciting. This segment with Cena, like, thugging on it. Like, it was just, his character works so flawlessly as a heel. I just don't, I, mean, I get, like, it's trying something different for him. And um, the one thing, I, I wanted to give him a chance this week because The Miz did kind of reality check me on my Elias takes because he said the one guy in the company that he thinks, he's like, Elias, what he can do is just on another level. He has that it factor. He can control the crowd. He's like, the moments haven't come for him yet. I know he's frustrated, but it's coming. And so I'm like, okay, I do agree with that because we've seen it with him. We've seen him be the best thing on the show. If the wrestling can come up to snuff, Maybe, but right now what they're doing with him, like it's just, I don't care. I don't want him to be a good guy, baby face. Like I don't want that. Does anybody want that? No. He is such a good as an asshole heel who just comes out and like we're gonna cheer him and then he'll immediately flip us to a boo. Like that's the beauty of what Elias is. They're not putting him in his strengths and. Well, what they the, the biggest cardinal rule is because he's now a baby face. They. They cut his nuts off, essentially. Yes. They just they made him change what he was. Neutered Elias. They did. He's been, uh, what do they call it? Who Spade wants and neuter? to neuter yeah. Elias? Yeah. That's Price exactly right. what they've done. Because that's that's why Stone Cold worked, right? Like, he didn't change anything. The crowd just started cheering him. Just keep him the they same. They do this all the time. They do the same thing with The Miz. Yeah, keep like, name any great heel when they tried to make him babyface. It's like, don't cut their nuts off. Let them still be them, and we will cheer for them. Make mm. them a badass. Like, Kevin Owens is the only one they kind of do it with. He, like, kind of toes the line sometimes, but overall, he's still Kevin Owens, even when he's a babyface. Yep. Yep. Uh, only other thing on SmackDown that I remember is um, Sasha didn't show up. So Shocker. More Lacey Bailey stuff. And Don't I will care. say the little fight backstage was, but this one's lost some serious steam. I will say the USA bit works for her. Yes, it it's does. fine. That works. That, that's a positive. Play that up. Pam is doing the best she can where she is, and uh, but it's just... It's such an afterthought, this whole thing now, where it had steam and it had a thing. Yeah. I think it's just, it gets lost in the it shuffle. It took too long for the match, I think, to happen. And now it's going to be at the Royal Rumble. It'll probably be the most lost thing on the card, unfortunately. Yeah. And yeah. Lacey could actually win. Yeah. There's a chance. And we should be more pumped for it. But, yeah, I don't know. I would love, I would really love to see Lacey get her moment at WrestleMania. Like, that to me would be kind of a cool thing. I think that I having think that chase works a lot better. But I don't know if you can, I mean, you have. They're going to have to pause it at some point. Yeah. I don't know how they do that. Because there's not much else on SmackDown a challenge with Ember out and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Everything about this is so bizarre. Really, really odd. Should we go to Raw? Because there's a lot to talk about. Sure, let's do it. Where would you like to start, sir? Oh, God. So the Street Profits do their own thing. It's fine. I did appreciate the fact that they were like, you know, play the Queen's music. Sarah Logan and her had what seemed like a real girl fight. It was crazy. 32X. I don't even know. I can't comment on it. They beat the living crap out of each other. But I will say, and Sarah and Logan, I cannot get out of bed for Sarah Logan. Like, I just don't care. Like, you're not going to ever put her on my television to make me care about her. There's just there's The only just, time I'll ever be interested with her is if they stick her with the Viking Raiders cuz that would make that sense. That you know what? I I'll, That I'll, is a I'll way to that. at least but like right now with her on her own like at least with the Riot squad like she was the weakest part of that squad but she was like there's a reason for me to watch. Right now it's like I see her fighting Charlotte. I know how this is going to go. I don't need to watch it. 32X. Right. 
There is other stuff on here that I'm not really excited about, but I guess we can talk about. We have Lashley and Rusev. As a, this was a whole thing. The one thing that I was concerned with, and it happened, and it was something that I'm like, what the hell am I watching here? I know we wanted the Bulgarian brood, and I, want, I know we wanted this whole like big thing to happen, but there's something about it that makes me nervous where Rusev was the heel at some point in this matchup, and he was like, come on, Bob, and like taunting him and stuff. Which, maybe that's where we're going here. I don't know. But there's just something about this that does not make sense. This whole match did not make sense. I can tell you what took me out of it immediately. It's last week, they had that promo with Liv backstage where she said she was going to be in Rusev's corner. She was not in Rusev's corner. In fact, she didn't come out till the very end of the match. So it's like, I just, I don't know. It just, it seemed, this, this storyline this week seemed very lazy. Um, she came out late and Lana just threw the drink in her face. I mean, Liv looked great. Great, great out of the boots. But it just Bobby randomly out of nowhere. They're both just sitting there like waiting for something to happen. Bobby, like they always do, which is the worst part of wrestling. Bobby randomly spears Rusev and gets the win. And then backstage, Lana books a mixed tag match. So this is where the problem is with me. If you're going to have this match next week, why would the heels ask for it? This is something where the heels just won. The baby faces are the ones who got screwed. Rusev and Liv should have had the promo demanding a match, and that should have set it up. It shouldn't be Lana being like, I want to have a match. It's like, Lana, you're a fucking coward. Like, that's the whole point of you. Why are you the one being like, I want to book a match, and I actually want to fight? Like, that's not, that's not in who she is. And, like, Bobby had the good reaction to it. I guess they're trying to sell that she's reckless or whatever, but it just— She's for, nuts. For me, it just this didn't— it there was nothing about this that hit the mark this week. And I will not be excited for the mixed tag match next week as well. Nope. I won't be. I'll be stuck watching it, but yeah, I don't want I, to. I don't know. I just they I they need to get they need to wrap this up. This is Velcro. They need, we're well, stuck. Let me let me put it this way. Live and Lana thing, whatever. It's kind of fresh, so that'll keep going. But Rusev has to get extrapolated from this and put on his ship and win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> nice hope. Yeah. <laughs> nice fucking hope, but I don't know. Look. The the Bollywood boys got beaten up. What's up, jobbers? Jobber alert. In an actual three minutes or less of your pizza's free kind of feeling. That's exactly what it is. I will say I laughed at their entrance, but... Uh, yeah, but there's nothing like... We, we've gotten to a point where we have good tag teams on Raw, you, you've talked about on this program. But there's nothing going on. It's just like, we're going to throw the Viking Raiders out there. Uh, let's... Squash let them, match! Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just... It, it, it gets to a point of how many... Like, I love a good squash match. Yeah. I do. I love a good enhancement. But... How many more times can you do that before I'm just going, Here's what you give do. me something? This is how you do it. And you can stretch this over a few weeks. It's not the best thing, but at least like we just got through the Street Profits OC. So that needs a breather because I still think the money is bringing the Street Profits back to them and just doing a baby on baby match. I think that would be great. But in the meantime, it's literally natural. You had booked Hawkins and Ryder as the number one contenders for those titles. It never got paid off. Have a couple week feud just to get us there where at least it's like we know the Viking Raiders are going to do it, but at least you're like treating it as like this is a legitimate title defense as opposed to an open challenge against a tag team that jobs out on 205 Live. Right. So it's just like at least like bring, run that back with those two guys. At least Hawkins and Ryder like we know the Vi like I said we know the Viking Raiders are going to beat them but at least you can stretch it out over a couple weeks to at least give a breather where then you can bring back the OC or the Street Profits or however you want to do it or eventually AOP. Like it just... They're just failing. These are the types of things on Raw where I talked about. There's so much progress some places, but some of these are just like epic failures. I can't really say epic failure, but this fist fight well, you thing. you just don't like epics. Well, I would say 
I do know I don't yeah. like epics. But the, this fist fight thing, I didn't understand it, especially with the promo backstage and like, what are the rules and like. So uh, that's the, my problem. This is why, because this honestly, this segment probably would have been shine for me if they didn't label it as a fist fight. Right. It was a street fight. Right. If you would have said next week we're having a street fight. And literally, like, it was what we didn't even have to sit through entrances. They came out and, like, boom, we were fighting. It was spots. It was fucking this. You have Kevin Owens going off a fucking half That pipe. was awesome. That was that fucking was badass. That was awesome. You said parkour earlier. I was like, KO did that, and he did his fucking uh He almost died, that but was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was great. Like, AOP picking up, I think it was Kevin Owens, and putting him through Samoa Joe, through the table. Great spot. Like, this thing, it had the stuff. And then we talk, we hit on the Buddy Murphy stuff earlier. Like, the, the natural thing of you were waiting for, they Seth Rollins getting to the outside, kind of looking at Buddy, just going, help me, damn it, help me. And then he comes in and does that low blow to Big Show, and he joins them. Like, this... This is what we were looking for in this feud where it's like, okay, we're kind of flatlining. Like, Big Show was a tiny spike for, like, 10 seconds, but then the match happened. We're back down to flatline. Injecting Buddy, someone who people really like and want to get behind, into this stable, giving it a little more juice, big moment for what is going on in this feud. But it's just inherently heat because you told us we were getting a fist fight. I don't think any fists were actually thrown. No. So what, like, what What was the thought like, they just get boned up for first evers and things that aren't necessarily like, oh, we can get away by calling us a fist fight, which isn't bad if it was like everybody had to have regulated taped fists. Like that would have been fine. Like they actually we, threw punches, right? And you know, the, Seth Rollins they used sitting weapons. there. Seth Rollins is sitting there with his one love glove there, like just <laughs> hanging on, like doing whatever the fuck he wants to do. And it's just like I get it. <laughs> like that's that's exactly what it is. He just sits there. He's like, I'm the Monday Night Messiah, and like I hate that by the yeah. way. But you're that supposed needs to. to but you're, GTFO. But you, but you're I know, to. but it's one of those where it's like, yes, I'm supposed. I know I'm supposed to hate it, yep. but at the same time, like it is one of those. It's just annoying. Yes, it's annoying. Which, Absolutely. Again, which is what they're going for. Yes. But at the same time, it's just you can still do it. Just don't do it so much. That's the thing. They beat you over the head with it. They beat you over the head with it. It takes me out of it. There's so many things. Here's the thing. Especially it, it's the promo of him saying it 45 times in a promo. And the fucking king. The king. The yeah. king GTFO. You know that Marcus Camby do it all the time at work. Yeah. Where he's just going like this with the thumb backwards. Every time I hear the king talk, I'm just like, get out of here. Like, I'd rather hear Vic Joseph solo for three hours than him. I don't think Vic Joseph could last that long. Can we get anyone else there? How about we have a new person every segment? I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, oh, you're not booked on the show tonight? Let's fucking uh, throw uh, Heath Slater on commentary. I don't give a shit. Like, just not the king. Right. Like, they're literally, like, I'm watching something, enjoying it. Then he, like, literally slides in with this thing, and I'm just like. <sighs> no better way to say it. Moving on, uh, Asuka had a com- uh, con- uh, contract signing with uh, Becky Lynch. This was a waste of time. There was this was to me like so the 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 lead up with the whole thing. Although Kyrie Singh playing the fucking air She's guitar nice, was yes. hilarious. I'm glad to see her back. Yeah. it's nice to see her. Healthy. And then like you know Becky leans her out and, and you know out of the the ring and she gets out of the ring whatever. And then Asuka does what I thought was cool. She did the whole spit in the eyes gimmick. And then they leave. And then Becky cuts a promo. Now the promo itself, the way it was shot, the way it was delivered. In my opinion, excuse me, was very good. I thought that it was eloquently put. I thought it was concise enough for me to go, okay, she's vulnerable, but she's still pissed, and I get that. It's a little bit too much of the same as we've been dealing with for the last three, four weeks. However, when she got back up and then had the water in her eyes and all that stuff, I, I, I can deal with it. But what do you do for next week? What do you do? You already did a contract signing. Like, there's nothing else Honestly, to add here. I would just... 
I it's would gonna do, be a recap. I would do a two minute recap. I wouldn't even put. I maybe one backstage interview with Becky or something. But I just there's there's nothing I want to see with this right now that can make it better. I don't think because it's just like it. The more I see of it, the like after TLC. We knew this match was happening. Asuka gets the best of Becky again. I was like, this is going to be awesome. Every single week progressively since then, I've got less and less interested because Becky has been burying herself in her promos while trying so hard to prop up Asuka. Don't try that hard. Asuka is inherently a badass. If Asuka was still doing all her actions without Becky like self-deprecating herself, like a little bit is fine because I know what they're trying to play, but it's too over the top where it's like, Becky, you just had the most incredible year by a female in wrestling history. Like, the reason why you got quote-unquote stale is because there was literally nothing else for left for you to do or you to be. Right. Asuka was like the one thing. That is why it was the most interesting thing. You don't need to go out of your way to say nothing else mattered to do it because it just, I don't know, the song... I would have I would have I would have booked this story differently where it would have been like okay you you make the whole point of Oscar lives rent free in the head of yes. Becky Lynch and that's fine and that's fine and so you get to that point maybe you have her lose a couple matches because the music plays she turns around and she loses like a random match against Dana Brooke or something or whoever's Ugh. that Dana Sarah Logan I no! can't think. Somebody like you get certain things like that. Then you interject a new person into it. She has, you know, she gets her shit back the next week and defending her title because somebody beat her, whatever. Peyton Royce, yeah, whatever. Sure, great. You're gonna hit the button. Just cause. <laughs> It's been like six months. It has been. What so, the fuck? Get them on TV. I Get know. them on my TV. Get them on my TV. <laughs> You're on. I'm off. <laughs> like a switch. Uh, look. So yeah, that's how I would feel. But like that—that's how you get it to go. Like you—you you make her the Goldberg Oscar that she was, and then you make Becky feel like, oh shit, I can still do this, but eh, I don't know. And you leave the question up, like, can she do it? I don't know. And that's how you do it. But again. I'm a buffoon from Boston, and somebody in Stanford is going to tell me that I don't know jack shit. So what no. the fuck? If I can if I can connect dots at least logically, why aren't you guys? That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Anything else? Nope. Let's get hopeful, shall we? Glorious. You're my only hope. So I'm going to go first. My hope is very simple. As I watched the end of Raw, I thought to myself, "There's Jesus, Mary, and Joseph." And, you know, buddy. So I'm looking at it like, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. Just, Getting biblical on it. Yeah, ass. right? Like he calls himself the Messiah, the CrossFit Jesus, whatever. <sighs> so we do this whole thing with his one glove love and he, you know, you know, hi, you know, hanging out with everybody, doing his thing. And I thought to myself, now this is a good faction. I can see this becoming a faction. These four men in suits or whatever the fuck they're going to wear. I think that I can see, this is my hope. Somewhere in the calendar year of 2020, I would like to see the WWE Championship back on Seth Rollins, the Tag Team Championships on AOP, and the United States Championship on Buddy. Because I I think there is a very much, not the same, but a flavor, like adjacent of evolution in this that I feel. Where it's Buddy's still younger, Seth has been the guy, and eventually... Eventually, Seth Rollins will be the Messiah, the guy that has changed the world, yada, yada, yada. And Buddy, at some point, might take him a couple years, but Buddy, if done correctly, could be that Randy Orton that eventually overthrows Seth Rollins. I don't know if I can go Seth there, Rollins. I don't mind it. It's going to take a long time if done correctly. Yeah. But I watched that when I saw the four of them together and it went, evolution is a mystery. Like I saw it. And I'm like draped in gold. I can see them all wearing suits with with titles. But having Buddy Murphy 
be that. You're talking about people cheering for him. You're mm-hmm. talking about people getting people behind want him. want to get behind, behind him. him. Yes. Seth Rollins can, if he stays as a heel and that Triple H feel of always winning, always on top, get this guy off my television. He's not as good as he says he is. And Buddy Murphy keeps having these matches that people fucking enjoy. I can see it where it's like the AOP has to destroy him. And he finally gets his shit back together. And then he challenges. It's going to take a long fucking time. But I can see that happening. Because Buddy's in that middle card right now. Having a United States championship because under the tutelage of Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah, makes perfect sense. Having AOP eventually get those tag titles makes perfect sense. Yeah. How we get there, I don't know. But I can. I, when I watched them on Monday, I went, that right there is the goal. Now, the Buddy Murphy thing is mine, I, but I can see the four of them being that thing Yeah. for a while. Yeah. For a while. Being that heel stable that we haven't had in a long time. So that's where I is. That, that, that's exactly where I'm hoping we go. So that's my hope. Not too bad. Yeah. I didn't even get to add in when I talked to, to uh, our boy TJ of the JK. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, that because he's the Monday Night Messiah, dude, lay up. Wear all your white gear. Yeah. You know, but that's another thing. Go ahead. I agree with that too. Um, so... Royal Rumble is obviously coming up uh, next week is our Royal Rumble preview show. Is it? I think it's a week from Sunday, bro. Holy shit, balls. Yes, it's coming. A lot of things in my life coming at me fast. Same with you. Seriously. Um. So. Tidal wave. Yep. Big ass tidal wave. Uh, 30 hopes. Get them ready next week, boys. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yep. Um. But I'm going to blow one right now. <laughs> oh, Because there's, you know, there's a the Rumble, the most exciting part of it is who's going to be there. And we're always naturally like our hopes and dreams aren't going to come true. But if we get one, like you take it and you run with it. But everyone's all the drama is about will Rousey come back in with the women's and will Shayna be up and in the men's? It is Edge and it is CM Punk and it's all these things. But I think I saw TJ hint at this too, and I'm with him. I've this is something I've thought about too. There's one guy where there's pretty much no buzz about, but I want him back. I can't see him, but I want him back. It's time, baby. It is time for John Cena to put down his acting gloves and pick up his wrestling gloves. Because let's get ready to rumble. If that music hits during the rumble at any point, hell, even if it's just him coming out at two, just for a quick 10-minute thing with Brock Lesnar, sign me up. Give me a hefty bag of popcorn. I'm biggie there. I'm all in. I'm fucking foaming at the mouth and, and... Excitement. I don't know if that's how it works, but yeah, I want me some John Cena. I want some some JC. JC wants some JC at the Royal Rumble in some capacity. Give me a John Cena appearance. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Give me what I want. Okay. Boop. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Pew, 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 pew. Rick Gaucher. Uh, the reason why he's getting my comeback is because when his entrance started, I was like, this is what I want. I like this guy. I just, I like him. I like his entrance. I like him. I want to roof for him. I like the flippy dippies. I like his matches. So he came out. He fought Mojo. I loved it. This was good. I was like, yeah, this is, Ricochet's kind of like had a slow start here in 2020. Doesn't really have a feud. I don't even think he was on TV last week. We know he's in the Rumble, which I think is good. But for me, just seeing that entrance, getting to enjoy that pew, 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 and the flippy dippies. Sometimes that's all I'm asking for in a three-hour show is like, let me see my guy for 10 minutes. I got it. So, Ricochet, you get my comeback. Were they in Kentucky? I think they were in Kentucky. They that's were. probably why he was getting a, a, a spotlight there. He should have he should have a bigger spot. What is he from? Ricochet is. He's Paducah. Paducah? Paducah, Kentucky. I it was Paducah. It's Paducah. Paducah. 
Paducah. That's a real place. Yes, Paducah, Kentucky. Have you ever been there? Have I not told you this story? No. I got offered a job there, and I turned it down. Yeah. Because I chose my Shucks. girlfriend, who then dumped me a week later. Yeah. But I think I made the right decision. You could have been ricochet. No, I probably would have been miserable and covering Paducah High School. Wow. So I'm going to go <laughs> on to something else. Sorry, I hit that button. Uh, my comeback goes to one uh, Robert Rude. It was good to see him on SmackDown. Uh, he looked jacked, uh, not steroid jacked, but he looked jacked, ready to go. Maybe uh, some residents. Maybe, who knows? He's Maybe he's off the sauce. Who knows? So we're dealing with that, but I, I was nice to – to me, I'd rather see Corbin, Ziggler, and Rude versus Usos and the big dog. I don't necessarily understand this whole Usos revival thing. It was kind of odd to me in terms of, like, is it so one-sided? This can be five on three. We're not even in Survivor Series the mode. The revival have kind of been off and on with yeah. Corbin. They're court jesters of the yes. king, apparently. No, so they're not jesters. They're just members of the court. Sure, whatever. They're knights. They're not knights. They're knights. No. They're fearless Knight Ziggler. knights. Yeah, Ziggler's like the top knight. He's the black knight. Yeah. The dark knight. The white knight. The white knight. No, no he's white guy. knight. That's a good guy. Yeah, I don't know. No. So, look, I'm excited that Robert Roode's back because, you know. Because it's glorious. It's glorious. Yeah, that's really all I can say. So, let's hit that big finish button and let's get going. Oh, wow! What a maneuver! We are moments away from talking about NXT, AW, and NXT. You can't take over Blackpool 2. But uh, there are a couple notes from Raw for next week. Uh, Andrade defends the U.S. title against Buyaka Buyaka 619, Rey Mysterio in a ladder match. Uh, all I have to say is... Does this main event raw? It should. It, no, that's not what I asked. I think it's going to kick off raw. Really? Yes. If it Because the, Roy, the Royal Rumble is on Sunday... The ending segment will be either one of it'll either be the Becky match or one of the two Rumble matches. This will kick off the night. This should I mean this would be a good way to kick off the show, honestly. But I think I think but to me I think first week we're not going up against football really. I'm just I'm really hoping this is a main event because it'll make it feel like a main event when the mid card title is actually being defended somewhere. I agree. I want it to be, and I have invested enough time in it that I think it should be. Personally, it should be. No, I agree. Um, I will say one note with Raw, I wanted to say this earlier with the Black Murphy, is these this match, uh, the U.S. title match, and then this week's uh, Buddy murphy Alistair Black match are usually matches that would be jammed onto a pay-per-view to make it longer and they get lost in the shuffle because they wouldn't get time to shine. That is a fundamental change I'm seeing with Raw where these matches are paying off on TV, which I think is a smart decision because, like we said, that third match with Black and Murphy was impactful. If that was just buried on the Rumble card or pushed to, like, the pre-show or in the middle between two big matches, it would have got lost. So I will say, like, that this ladder match being on Raw, I think, is a step in the right direction for the show. I'm not excited about the mixed tag. We're yeah, we're not about talking about that. that. Jobberknocker.com. That's the website. You can find all the links to the podcast. Uh, iTunes. You Anchor. There Google Play. Stitcher. Spotify. Archived on YouTube. That's all of them, right? There's five. Plus yeah. YouTube. Five stars, five flames. Speaking of five, uh, rate us, review five. us. We appreciate it. It does a lot for us. So hit that up. I already did the Twitter handles because we're everywhere you want to be on social media as well as Facebook and Instagram. But yeah, on the website, a lot of exciting things. We're about to talk about NXT UK TakeOver. Our boy, The Real Deal B. Cox, wrote an article uh, recapping and giving his opinions about the show. It was a fantastic show. Also, the weekly NXT, AW, and NWA Power is back. Yes, NWA Power is back with Paul Luchadorini or whatever the hell yes. his name is. I didn't know how to say the name. That's why I paused. That's fine. Yeah. I He came out of nowhere. I wore a mask, came to me and said, hey, dude, can I write about NWA Power? And I was like, uh, you know what? 
Yes. Parts you, unknown. Parts unknown. This man is uh, literally uh, an unknown, like Mr. America, with a mask on, just came out of nowhere. Also on the website, our boy TJ, um, on Sunday night or Monday morning, put out an article about Tessa Blanchard winning the Impact World title. Uh, if you don't know, she won the Men's uh, World Heavyweight Championship for Impact. Uh, he gave his opinion on that. Good stuff. So check that out as well. So now it's time to take over Blackpool 2. Um, there were two matches on here that I really care about. Uh, Dennis beat seven, Trent's over like Rover, whatever. Kaylee Ray retained a triple threat match, whatever. <laughs> Tyler Bate. Jordan Tyler Devlin. Bate. Tyler, Tyler Bate. Like, th- there it is. Tyler there it is. Tyler, this guy, Tyler every time Bate. I'm just like, I'm like, okay, I don't know. Like, the more I see him, the more you, just the guy, like, he is one of the purest baby faces in all of wrestling, period. Big strong boy. Yeah. You want, exactly. You have the biggest smile on your face right now. Like, yeah. literally, like, he, not only is he one of the best in-ring talents in the world, along with Jordan Devlin. Mm-hmm. That's why this match was absolutely super hot fire. This is a 2020 match of the year nominee, in my Ooh. opinion. Remember, like, TJ. This match, like, if you haven't seen it, watch it. If this is the only thing you watch, watch it. This week. Because this match absolutely blew me away. The crowd... Always red hot for this, for because their hatred for Jordan Devlin, but they also respect him. Sure, because you remember how he came in in the yeah, tournament. No one wanted him there, yeah. but he is literally like he is one of the best in-ring workers in the world as well. But Tyler Bate, like, he's just something about him. Like you want to root for him, big strong boy, Tyler Bate. Bate. Da, 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 it's just like he's so good. Yeah. So this got to check it out. I got I, you know it's funny. I have a big smile on my face because there's not a lot of things that I enjoy. I'm not gonna mark him, you know, with the uh, the scarlet letter N because we know that he can't be a Nestle guy. So I'm not yeah. gonna do that. But this match to me, it's so funny to watch it because I was going, holy hell! There's so much about this match that I enjoyed. And then they they go up and they show Regal and Triple H and just you know and uh, eating it up, just loving it. Johnny Saint, Johnny Saint, yes. And thank you for you know help me out there. So there's. So many people just enjoying it and enjoying it, and just the posing and the people loving it, and so good. It's just, it's great. It's, it's. I can't overstate how much fun I had watching that. If match. you like wrestling, even yeah. if you know nothing about UK or not interested, you need to watch this match because this match, like, if you like wrestling, this match is for you. Yes. Like across the board, it is. It was beautiful, absolutely right. beautiful. Next up was, yeah, I mean, you texted me about it. <laughs> just like the booking of it alone, yeah, a fatal four way tag team match with ladders. I'm in. Um, I told this is the other match I told Boy Cap to check out, and he's like, "Well, I love Spot Fest." I'm like, "Then you're gonna like this match." Um, yeah, it had everything you could want. And even my favorite part was that when they were putting Gallus on the tables on the outside, Crack. Mark Coffee just broke a table by being put it on it. So literally, Mark Andrews whispers like, "We're gonna jump together." Through, there was no way that was the planned spot. They were supposed to go separate through the tables at the yeah. same time. They did the move together in that thin space to break a table. Bravo, Andrews and Websters. Bravo, Gallus. Bravo, Grizzled Young Veterans. Bravo, Imperium. This match was awesome. It was a Haas fight for sure. Yeah. That was. I had it on mute because I was doing. I think I was either cleaning or cooking or something at that point because it was midday. But I was, I was watching it without the sound on, and it was still a very interesting experience. It still kept me visually stimulated because I just, I was just ready to go. When I texted you, I went. This is such a JC thing. Oh, my God. Such a JC thing. And when they both flipped, I went, first off, I felt bad because they landed on Wolfgang's hip. <laughs> Not like, I don't know if he turned or something, but I was like, oh, Mark Andrews landed on his left hip. Oh, God damn it. You know, but good, good, good call. Like, everything about it was great. I was surprised that Gallus picked up the victory. I'm not. I just, it's... They were, in my opinion, it didn't I feel like they were ready to move on from them. I, they've had the titles for a while, I believe, but I don't think they're ready because 
I don't think they're there yet. I think eventually Imperium should get those titles, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I think they're some, waiting. There's something weird about it where I was just like, okay, I was ready for Mark Andrew to Mark Andrews or, or, or Flash Gordon to run up and grab them and get that good moment. Or even the young grizzled veterans, because I think yeah. the people would, would boo it. Both of them have been champions yeah. before, so I didn't think they'd go. But like I will say one thing about Zach Gibson of the Grizzly Young Veterans. If you've never heard one of his promos, I hope uh when we get to NXT, their Dusty Classic matches this week, I hope he gets a mic in their entrance because you want to talk about heel promos, he's pretty damn good. Mm. What a segue. You could yeah. go into NXT. So if yeah, you like. we're gonna go to NXT now because the main event, whatever, Walter tapped out coffee. Undisputed Era showed up and attacked Imperium, which was cool. Uh Worlds Collide, a couple weeks, they're pumping that. But on NXT, <laughs> like we said, Dusty Classic, the grizzled young vets. I just I like these guys. Versus Kushida and Shelly. I know. Uh Huge Alex Shelley, Mark. I am. I love Alex Shelley. When I heard the news, I thought, fan-fucking-tastic. Cannot wait. If you haven't seen Alex Shelley, the guy's got everything you ever needed, ever. I'm so excited. If you haven't seen Alex Shelley, go back to TNA when it was watching, you know, worth watching, excuse me, back when Kevin Nash did the whole fucking, I think it was the paparazzi thing that they were doing, the, the challenges with Alex Shelley. Some of the funniest things I've ever watched, not in wrestling, in the world. Like, that's how talented he is. Like, Kevin Nash and Alex Shelley were hilarious in that stuff. And even, obviously, Jay Lethal. But when I saw Alex Shelley, not only is he amazing in the ring, and Kushida and him worked together so well over the years that that works too, but I don't know if it's a one-off thing. I don't know if it's just for the tournament or whatever, if Alex Shelley's in NXT or whatever. Well, let but me put it this way. It's um, interesting. They're a team I would definitely label as contenders because if you look at the NXT actual tag division, just NXT, it's pretty much Undisputed Era and uh, your boys there, the... I forgot their names. The Forgotten Sons. Because uh, Imperium, Grizzle Young Vets, Gallus, Andrews, and Webster are all NXT UK teams, which are in this. That's half the tournament. The other two are NXT thrown together teams. So sure. I think these guys could have staying power. They could be the next challengers for Undisputed Era. Um, but I would expect them to win this match. I would hope so. I would Grizzle Young so. Vets are awesome, but I think they're just a good heel foil to get these guys over. The other match is uh, Andrews and Webster, who are like high flying. Yes. Taking on the team of Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. Bro. This is the most random team ever. Ragtag. But I think it's going to work because no. they're just like, hot, Pete Dunne is serious and an ass kicker. Matt Riddle's a goofy ass kicker. It could be, there could be some nice interplay here. Well, they might, they, they've got to see something in it. They've got to see something. Yeah. So, And I bet you they'll win too. I don't know. It's. Oh, well, it's a Dusty Classic. Usually tag teams don't win Dusty Classics. Yeah. It's always Samoa Joe in the first one. Yeah, yeah. so there you go. Uh, we also, Keith Lee's the num- what, what? number one contender for the North American title, so we have that to look forward to. But also this week, a Women's Battle Royal number one contender match. They had the Dog and Pony show last week. We got EO, Tony Storm, Bianca, LaRae, Dakota. On down the line, I think this one might be a good spot to bring back my girl Tegan Knox. But we'll see. Uh, who do you think is going to win that? I just want EO. I want I EO too. all day long, forever and ever. I just I think, think it's is, EO or Tony Storm. Ah. Is Baszler going to be in it? So here's here. So I wanted to, to to ask this question because maybe I'm wrong, and I'll have to ask the real deal B Cox as well. But uh, did Tony Storm and Tyler Bate have the same finish? It's similar. It looks the same. Yeah. It's the exact same thing to me. And they were back to back matches, so I was just and they won back to back matches. No, I think. Tony didn't win. Oh no, I'm, I'm she sorry. She hit it. Though. She hit it. Yes, yeah. that's what and I'm. Kaylee stole it. Right. So when I'm watching that, I'm like, same company, same finish, 
Back to back matches. Yeah, but the, here's the thing: they are literally the two most popular wrestlers. Oh yeah, in that by but, far. Like, they it's are, just odd. Like they are two of the most over acts wherever they go. Sure. Uh, no, Tony Storm ain't winning. I'm gonna give it to EO. That's me okay. all day long. Well, all I, day long. I hope EO wins as well, but I think it might be Tony Storm. Uh, we got a little AW to get bashed the beach. Apparently, it's yes, a WCW pay-per-view. Um, we had last week, obviously Moxley had in the great segment. I thought it was a great segment. Faked out Jericho, smashes a little bit of bubbly on his skull. Uh, thoughts? I know that we're waiting to Revolution. Revolution's in February, so we're gonna have a long time for this whole thing to happen. I hope they keep it interesting because again, it's one of those you you, you pop too early, then we don't care about yeah. the rest of it kind of feeling. But I hope that because it's you know Mox and it's Jericho that they know what they're doing and they don't have to do it every week. So I'm hoping that here's here's a a thought process that has been thought out for at least to the end of February. That's what I'm hoping. Sticking in the inner circle, I will say this: one of my favorite developments the last two weeks on AEW who I'm really beginning to really like, Sammy Guevara during commercials with the fucking cue cards. Genius. Absolute fucking genius. I'm not changing the channel because it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, more stuff like that. I like that. Ingenuity, new, something I've never seen before. Adding something to that character big time. Like, this is a guy I had no idea who he was before he fought Cody on opening night. Every single week I've seen him, I like him more and more. Future star. Big it's a big time deal. future star. Big effing deal, for sure. Uh, DDP, your, one of your all-time favorites is wrestling this week. Uh, geriatric in shape yoga jobber. What are your thoughts? I did love MJF talking about how he's going to have to pull double duty by beating D- Diamond Dallas Page and then having to hurt his back by humping his, his daughter. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> MJF does hit the right Holy moly. Like he's, you know, you know, it's, I think it's a lot easier when you can go that route to yeah. get to that point. But I don't even think you could give that promo to somebody else and it being as effective no, as, as he, he does it. He says it with such like ferocity and like it's just He believes what I, he says. And I believe what he says. Yes. That's the thing that's like he doesn't it, he never feels like he's pulling a punch. He says exactly what he wants and he is the same no matter what. Like mm-hmm. he is an asshole. Yeah. Like he is a straight asshole. Like he says things sometimes that make you uncomfortable to hear, and that's what I want from my heels. None of the scripted line bullshit. Like, I want to be like, if I was actually mad at someone and like an asshole and saying something, you might say something that is like off color, and but it's like it's effective. Sure. And it makes you uncomfortable, and that's why. Well, the match, the match is going to be one sided anyway. It's MJF, the Bunny, and the Are Blade, ever, whatever, versus yeah, like just, DDP, Goldust, and QT or whatever his name is. No fucking. Clue. It's not even. It's just a showing for the, those three guys that beat the crap out of the other three. That's really what it is. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be a diamond cutter, a pop, holy shit, he's 65 years old, or whatever he is, and he, he still looks great, and I'll be excited. Don't give that man a, a microphone because he'll go off on a tangent and talk yep. to you in the Odysseus and the fucking it's Odyssey. It's me, it's me, it's rambling DEP. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And, uh, you know, that, that's to me, when it comes to AEW, I love a lot of wrestling. I don't I don't have a side. I don't care. I just like good I wrestling. I like everything. I do. Yeah, same. So just don't. My thing is, is with AEW, they're romanticizing the past a little too much for me, and I would prefer that, that that they become something that is different in terms of like not going to the past. Yeah. So that's just be careful of that from a, from a fan's point of view. Please don't give me too much of a nostalgia. Spoon feed me it a little bit every once in a while. I'm okay with. Uh, the women's division is a complete complete schmoz right now. Like I, this nightmare collective thing, just beating people up. Like, yes, we talked about how thin this division is, but like now it is just like it's a mess, and you know. I, you're going to hate me for saying this. But the only character that, like, makes me giggle right now is fucking Britt Baker. And Stop she's it. Because she's just sitting in the crowd Stop not impressing it. anything. Like, at least it's something. The rest of it is just, like, nothing makes sense. No, there's a lot that's a calamity. There is. It's just, you know, the Nightmare Collective, to me, is a waste of my time. It's also a horrible name. It is. So, 
I, uh, look, I, I know they have the Japanese guy now. They said he was like a deathmatch guy. I've never seen him. I, I'll do some research on him. But there's there's just nothing about this entire thing that has made me. And again, I have to worry about it. But we, like we said, we have the inner circle. Yeah. We've got the Dark Order. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Collective. This there's Nightmare Collective things. is so similar to like the Dark Order. Yes. But then like the Bunny Blade Butcher yeah. people. Like Which they're MJF also. Is. It's like. They're all too similar, and there's not enough to – at least Dark Order is kind of interesting now. I'm still not a big fan of them. But, like, what they're doing with them is what they should have done with them from the beginning, like right. this whole, like, buying in bullshit. But it's – yeah, I don't know. The only other note I have is uh, out of nowhere, we have Pac versus Darby Allen this week. Uh, probably going to be a good match, but literally, like I said, out of nowhere. And nobody will have any backstory to it, I'm sure. It'll That's, just be a thing. Yeah. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Give me a reason to watch. Give me a reason to watch. That's all I need. Okay. And I'll be there. I'll be there. You got anything else? Any other news and notes, miscellaneous information? I think I'm tapped out. I think I'm tapped out. I think the whole audience is tapped out. We went way too long. On that note, pardon me. On that note, I am going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening to the Jobber Knocker. We will be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. He said wrap it up. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Wrap your tool.